0: The Fill the Funnel podcast with Jeff Swan and Tom Slocum.
1: We're here to help you crush your targets We're tactical tips and insights you can act on today. Don't have a fancy tech stack, a big budget, or even a huge team to lean on? Well, it's time to get that solved today with FTF Fridays. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Fill the Funnel Fridays with your hosts, Jeff Swan and Tom Slocum. Today, uh, you know, going into the summer months, there's going to be a lot of people that are having trouble with uh, getting their prospects' attention. I mean, how could you compete with boating and uh, beach days and all those fun things? Um, I'm just kidding. Of course you can. And how you do that is you got to get a little bit more aggressive and more creative with your tactics. Now, with that in mind, some people have a different version of what that aggressive and creative tactics look like, and they try really things that might piss off your customer, piss off your prospect, okay? So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about several um, tactics that people employ uh, to get people's attention that may irk some the wrong way. Um, So uh, to kick things off, Tom, what is a very annoying but effective tactic you've used in the past?
0: I actually do the cold invite. So and, uh, let me rephrase that, not cold invite necessarily, but I, I actually use this invite method. So I've shared it with Revly before, right? We've talked about it is, you know, right now you get a lot of people pushing you off on email or on phone call, but yep. they agree to a meeting in some sense. They say, yes, they want to chat, you know, send over times, let's connect, right? Okay. Well, then what happens is they go, they ghost you uh, yep. or you know, it already took you 15 touches to get them to even pick up the phone and respond the first email. Now it's going to take you another 15 just to get the date <laughs> and the actual meeting <laughs> set, right? Yeah. So yeah. what I typically do is I'll give them a couple of days. I try to reach out, do the normal channels, and then I got to get bullish, right? I got a job to do. You've already said yeah. your pain hurts enough that you want to talk about it, right? I've already known your problem. This is the first step is you actually got to know that they have a legit pain. They don't have a pain and it doesn't really work. But if they have a pain and you've qualified it, then what I typically do is, I'll just send an invite at that point and say, book for one of the times that I had already given them, I'll try to go out a week or two to give them some time to to talk through it if it doesn't work. And I say, hey, I've been trying to reach you, wanted to shoot over an invite. I just sent you one for Thursday at two o'clock. Hope we could chat then. If not, here's my calendar and find something that does work. Just wanted to remove the burden from you. I know you're busy. Nine out of 10 times they accept the invite and they show up to the meeting and it goes fine. Um, people just get busy you can't take it personal and then you got to try to remove that burden so that's one of my methods i don't try to do the cold email thing uh, the cold invite that much however yep. i've done it i'm not even gonna try to hide it don't act like you don't <laughs> everybody's done it a couple times where you're just like you know what i'm gonna send an invite what did they talk about at the roundtable last uh, this week somebody did 50 of them they sent out yep. 50 cold <laughs> calendar invites and they got five back yep right not bad but it's
1: weird Fair. it's Go ahead. On on the other side now, another person did it, and actually, the company did it on her behalf. And then she was the lucky person to get all the angry emails from all the people that she emailed. It, so. <laughs> it, it's,
0: it's a two sided coin. Please proceed yeah. at your own risk. We're just trying yeah. to help y'all be creative, find some methods that work. But, but this one is very touchy touchy, um, yeah. especially on the cold side. Now, if you've already engaged with them, they're just dragging their feet. It, it's a great thing to just go ahead and send an invite. Remove the burden right. from them. Just set something up that you know would work best for them, maybe an afternoon or a day. When did you call them? What time was that at? Maybe send the invite for that same time and then just let them know you're trying to let the burden off and then give your calendar and say, you know, obviously look for something else um, here. Nine times out of 10, they easily just click yes. And and then the day before the meeting you remind them and they're showing up and having a good call cold. I'd say one out of 20, I would send yeah. 20 here and there where I've met somebody or I'm just not getting a hold of them. And what I mean by a cold invite is I'll send an invite and then an email. I don't just send a cold invite. First off, right. don't do that. Right. That's weird. But I send yep. an invite and then I send a cold email. Hey, Jeff, Tom, over at Milestone. I just sent you an invite for Thursday at two o'clock for about thirty minutes, hoping we could connect and talk about X, Y, and Z. Let me know if yep. that works for you. Never spoken to him. Haven't been able to get a hold of him before. And, and I do it that approach. And guess what? A couple of times they accept, and they're like, "Hey, Tom, yep. that works for me. I look forward to talking." And it works. Don't be an asshole, though, and, and, and be lazy and just send, you know, to everybody in your book and just hope that you're going to find something. Actually qualify, do your job. But the email, uh, the cold invite and the warm invite does have a method that can work um, yep. or you're going to burn some people and they're going to hit you back with the bad responses. <laughs> know your audience. No. Know where you're yep. at in the cycle with your person um, and, and be respectful about the approach. But it, but it can with that authoritative approach, you know. People will follow. They just want to be told what to do.
1: Yeah. And, and, and on that note, when you think about our two situations, so the two members of Rev League that, that had very different experiences from the same tactic is that one was serving customers that were, I guess you could say, less tech savvy. The other was serving a customer that was very tech savvy. So when you're looking at it, people who understand these tactics and know what's going on, um, they're going to know what you're doing. They're going to consider it spam. And it's likely not to work as well as people that are uh, are looking at this type of technology as magic and they haven't seen it before. So just keep that in mind when you're doing it. Um, there's another thing, um, Tom, you mentioned that I, I really like is that you give people an, like an email at the same time as the cold invite, which is fantastic because I'll tell you a little something that I learned by doing even just um, warm meetings, you know, like meetings with me and you or whatever, right? Um, what, I, what I learned was that a lot of people either don't see the description of your meeting at all, or they just don't read it. They don't pay attention. They just accept it and kind of move on, right? So um, what I used to do is I'd send people a description, like a detailed description, which was you use the message.
0: A copy in the email, right, to put exactly. your message in or say, hey, I'm sending you this. I, yeah. I, I used to do that, and it never worked. Yeah. For the it just doesn't that work. They don't read no. it. I don't even know half the time. Like, I just want the meeting invite in there, the link that I'm jumping on. I don't need a description. Send me an email and talk to me about what we're going to be talking about, what the meeting is. Just put an agenda. Like, That's what that space is for. It's just the agenda, what they can expect when that comes up on their calendar. But but that's not your messaging. That's not how you get the meeting. That's just to clarify what to expect on that 30-minute call that's not right why they should accept your meeting <laughs> using right. body cop i did the other day you saw what i posted in uh the chat the other day in our community was i did the the, the quadruple tap with somebody and it worked so i had a yep. prospect where i called left voicemail let yep. them know that i was going to be sending them an email and then i just sent them a, ve- a voice memo on linkedin i yep. went ahead and just used my phone and i dropped her a voice memo said hey i just sent you an invite i've been trying to reach you i know you're probably busy We'd love to connect. Uh, I shot you a voicemail as well. So you'll know it's to me. Um, I sent you an invite. Let me know if it works for you. Dude, within 10 minutes, she got back to me and, and accepted the invite. And I booked a meeting, right? And it was because I, I, I led with all that body of context in each message to let her know what was going on. And then I sent that warm invite or that blind invite. And then I let her a nice voice memo on LinkedIn and she didn't even know about voice memos, which was cool. She was like, oh, this is so cool. And I was like, yeah, it's just a quick little voicemail drop. And she was like, yeah, it worked for me. I clicked and it played and I was good to go. Um, so there's ways to do that, that that cold, warm invite, cold invite. But don't yep. use the, the body of that invite for your messaging. Take, right, take right. the laziness out of it. Write another voice uh, email. Do a video on their LinkedIn or drop them a voicemail or a voice memo. Let them know what you're doing. Be respectful. Hey, I just sent you a cold invite. I've even done that too. Jeff, I just sent you a cold invite. I haven't really been able to get a hold of you. I hope this day works for you. I just need 30 minutes to, to chat with you around this, this, and this that I found. If you got the time to spare, just hit the accept and I'll talk to you then. If not, here's my calendar. And, and it works just as much that they're like, hey, I appreciate that. Yeah, I have that time that works for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So with, with that, okay. So one of the things that we need to make notes, the, the episode is called don't be an idiot. There's a good reason for this. And we're going to get into some examples in, in just a few minutes. But um, the one thing that we have to remember is that whatever you're doing, whether it's the cold emails or the cold uh, invites or, or whatever you do, remember the reason why spam laws exist is because even though you have the technology and you can do something, doesn't mean you always mean you should. <laughs> right that's right so keep in mind be mindful of spam complaints regulations all these other things just be mindful even if a tactic works don't overuse it
0: <laughs> that's like, such a great point you know and yep. that, that's really a great point don't overexhaust it these are last-ditch efforts in a sense right these are those mm-hmm. bullish approaches where your prospects just are are not w- moving along the way they should be this isn't yep. cold tactics. This isn't like straight up, no engagement. We, Me and Jeff talk a lot about service over sales, the right mindset, really treat these people like humans. Shit, yep. It's just like with your friend, you've tried to plan a, a trip together for two months. What ends up usually happening? Your friend hits you up one day and be like, dude, I bought the tickets. We're leaving on Friday. Pack your bags. And you're like, yep. what the hell, dude? You're like, dude, I was sick of waiting for you. I bought them. We're on it. Like, fi- we'll figure it out. But you're on the it's car. Let's go. Right? Well, tell your word. <laughs> so that's how you have to treat prospects sometimes is you, they're people, they're human beings. Don't take it personal, but also don't be a dick, right? Yep. Don't be sitting there blasting them. The, the tactic that I love to talk about is double tap, right? Like yep. let's go into that, that method. We talked talk a little bit about that because this is one of those good ones, right? Hunt, uh, yep. Tucker posted about this a while back and it created an uproar in LinkedIn. Shout out Tucker, right? That he did the double tap. And you know, some people came to the comment section kind of being like, what the hell, it's rude. People think it's an emergency and now you're trying to, to bait and start off on the wrong foot with, with a prospect, right? Because they're thinking it's an emergency, they're picking up just to be told a pitch slap. <laughs> you know, like da 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 And it's like, well shit, yeah. I thought you were somebody. But honestly, yeah. it, proceed at your own risk. It, it, it is a good approach. I have a, I've had a rep that I've worked with for five years She's a big fan of the double tap. I'm not going to lie. Yep. She teaches it to every SDR. She loves it. She gets meetings all the time. She even does the yep. callback. This girl's so ballsy, ballsy and bullish that when people disconnect, she yep. has no problem picking up that phone again and calling them right back. Yeah. Hey, it looks like we got disconnected. Just want to. You know, and some people are terrified of doing that. I was one of them. When somebody hung yep. up on me, I did not like calling back. I'll, I'll, yep. I'll own it. I assume you, at some point in your career, Jeff, didn't really like that approach either, right? No, it no. was weird, right? They hung up on you. You're not an idiot. You know they hung up. Don't be an idiot. You know they hung yeah. up, right? But yeah. she's bullish like that. She'll call them right back in a very gentle tone and own that convo and be like, "Look, I know we got disconnected, um, or it looks like the line dropped. I'm so sorry about that." And then go right into her pitch again and talk for five more minutes and book a meeting. Yeah. But the double tap and that kind of callback approach of if they disconnect, call right back, it does work and it is effective.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: But in a very respectful way. Um, and sometimes the double tap isn't a bad thing. You're not misleading them. It's just let's let me ask you, Jeff. Do you answer every phone call at the first ring? No. You don't. But if don't. you see it again, what what's your gauge on? So, so let me let's bring a scenario for our, for our listeners. You're yep. gonna miss call, or somebody calls you. You it's 2021. You don't miss phone yep. calls anymore. Everybody sees nope. that, right? What do you what what is the next step for you that would justify a callback? What are you waiting for? When that missed call comes through, what's the next thing you look for?
1: Well, the first thing I look for is this actually name display, right? If it's not a name, if it's just a a random number that I don't know, if there's no name on it, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm probably going to ignore it because I'm in the middle of something, right? I'll check my voicemail if they leave one, but right
0: there. Nope. That's it right there. You check to wait for the voicemail. If it's an emergency, a voicemail will drop, right? Or somebody has a clear message. That's my indicator on if that call was important. Now, if you don't leave me a voicemail, then it means yep. it wasn't important. No. So, but if you double tap me and call again, then I might pick up. Hey, what what's up? Like,
1: it's a it's a my meter, my meter starts going. Is like, okay, this person's trying to get in touch. Why? What is my daughter? Is something going on with my daughter? Is something like, you know, so is so there? Why, a fire? You got to be sensitive, right?
0: Because that's what some people came to the comments about. Is that's the approach they get, and you'll be offended if they you pick up that phone again, and it's. Tom from Milestone pitching you. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're immediately going to try to shut me off and be like, dude, I was just calling back because I thought this was important or a client. This isn't what I
1: was expecting. Like I got to go. But right? Tom, let's, let's be real though. Most people that pick up cold calls are offended. <laughs> off the Period. top. Period. Like it doesn't matter what you did. You interrupted their day, right? There's a, yeah. there's a thing in marketing called like interruptive advertising. OK, there's interruptive advertising. That's the old school way you're, you know, on a bus. There's an interruptive thing on in front of you. There, there's a sign right in front of you. There's a billboard. There's um, when you're in the washroom, there's things on the door like all these things or a YouTube ad, a video that pops up before your video. Right. There's all these different types of interruptive advertising that are in They're cutting you off in the middle of what you're doing. That is the mode that most of businesses out there run these days. That's how people, companies make their money is interruptive advertising. The fact of the matter is we're used to it. We're pissed off. We wish it wasn't there, but we're used to it. So Dude, I was just watching something really funny about uh, pretty woman.
0: The, the yep, whole theory yep. about pretty woman with Sandra Bullock that, all that, right. that expensive stores like Gucci and all of them, their employees are specifically rude to you on purpose. Did you right. know that? It's a it. and, yep. it, and they showed it in Pretty Woman because she went to a store and they treated her like dog crap. She came back a week later and bought the whole store to yep. show them, right? Because f you for treating me like that. Like, don't do that. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. <laughs> so that's how they do it in those stores, they purposely disvalue you to make you want to prove your value by buying shit from their store, by like, don't judge me, I can afford this stuff, here's two purses for 30 grand, what's up? Totally, totally.
1: and just for the purists out there, it's Julia Roberts because you're going to get in trouble if you oh, sh- stick with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> just so you know. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so
0: sorry. Julia Don't worry. Roberts. There we go. No, the yeah. said,
1: you know you're going to get more hate for calling Julia Roberts Sandra Bullock than anything oh, else we can God. say on this show. I think it's
0: going to blow up, dude. I'm give it yeah. all, right. So, uh, all right. No, that's yeah, it. Julia Roberts, right? So we yep. have to do that same mentality. That's one of my other favorite bullish moments. Take away from your prospects, dequalify them, and make them want to work with you. When they're offended, like, and you double tap, and they answer, like, "Oh, I thought this was something." I mean, hit them back and be like, "Well, I was calling because I thought you were trying to solve your problem. I, I, I see a problem on your site right now that I was trying to reach out to you for. That's pretty urgent. You're losing site traffic. I thought yeah. it was on your priority list. My apologies. I'll give you a call back. Well, wait a minute, Tom. What do you mean you saw something on my site? Aha. Yeah, well, and then you just go right into a 10-minute conversation, right? You take away from them and be like, oh, you're not worth my time. And that's what SDRs don't realize is that they degrade themselves so much that they feel like, dude, you got to act the part. You do this shit every day. You're talking to 20 customers a day. Your book of business is busy. The other bullish tactic is don't let them know your calendar is that accessible. Oh, you right. know, Thursday at two o'clock doesn't work for me. I got a couple other meetings, but you know what? For you, Jeff, I'll move it by 30 minutes. It's not that relevant. You're more important, and I'll get you in at right. two. Does that work? Then the person, right. oh, don't do that. I could do four at Thursday. And you get your meeting when that was a clear, open spot in your calendar. I always learned that early on in sales act the part. Pretend yeah. you're running a whole Fortune 500 company. They don't know. If you're new no. at SPR at this right now, don't act like it. Or if you want to, lean into it. Hey, it's my first day. I fumbled. People will appreciate it, but honestly, act the part. Pretend you've yep. been doing this all the time. Act the part and people, be bullish with them. Lead them. Yep. They want to be led. And, and there are some tactics. So taking away from today, if I can you know, wrap this up as we finish up here, be willing to be ballsy with some of these people. They want it, but in a very respectful way. Service over sales. Be a service to them. Take the burden off of them and approach with a curiosity mindset that you're just trying to help them. Not a dick of like, give me this meaty. Take this (laughs) cool. Like, no,
1: that's not what we need to do. So, yeah. So 100%. Now, everything that we're talking about here, again, it's aggressive tactics. And we do have to be aggressive. And sometimes your prospect is out there thinking one thing that is doing them a disservice so your job here is to help them understand something that's different is going to help them achieve their goals not hurt them so try these tactics if you wish but do it with tact and don't be an idiot okay so all that said enjoy uh have a great uh week and happy hunting bye-bye thank you for joining us for another episode of fill the funnel podcast if you like what you heard be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite platform give us reviews and tell all your friends about us Until next time, happy hunting.